Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 13th, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus. And right now I'm on this parable about a barren fig tree. And we've taught on it for weeks now. We pretty much exhausted it. Maybe today is the last day I'm going to deal with it. I'm not sure. Whatever the Holy Spirit says. If the Holy Spirit tells me to go back to it on Monday, I will. But for today, on this Friday morning, as we seek to close out the week strong, head into the weekend strong, the title of today's message is Pearls from the Parables, part 77. We've been studying the parables for 77 messages now. And the title is Change is Uncomfortable. Put in the chat, change is uncomfortable. You cannot change without changing. You can't grow without changing. But for you to change, for you to grow, it will be uncomfortable. We're going to talk about the fact that for you to be the man or the woman that God has called you to be, sometimes you have to endure some uncomfortable truths about yourself, about what you're thinking, what you're doing, about your actions, about your conduct, about your character, and then you have to change. You have to repent. I know that people don't like to use that word today, but it's in the Bible. That's what we're going to deal about, deal with. Open up your heart now to receive. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. Change is uncomfortable. If you want to be the man or the woman that God has called you to be, uh, you cannot arrive at that state without changing, and you cannot necessarily change in most cases without enduring some uncomfortable truths about yourself or about your conduct or about your character. Let's talk about it. So before we get into the message, Psalms 126 and verse 4 is a scripture we've been looking at all year, and let me read it for you again because I believe that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. And uh, for those of you that are not subscribed to the YouTube channel, let me just say this, subscribe right now. I post these little YouTube shorts, one minute clips. And I dealt with one yesterday about this being a season of refreshing and restoring for us. I posted it. And if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, then you're going to get those alerts. You hit the bell icon so you can see that and you can watch those. Those little one minute clips I just give me 60 seconds. I'm going to give you the word. You're going to get excited. You're going to feel motivated. Say amen to that. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. I don't want any area of your life to dry up. So if there's any area, put in the chat, no dry areas for me. This is a season for the Lord to refresh you and restore you. Say amen to that. Luke chapter 13, verses six through nine. This is what the Bible says. Jesus said in one through five, he dealt with people that, that, were like pointing fingers at other people. And he told them they needed to repent. And then verses six through nine, he said, a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. And then he said to the dresser of the vineyard, look, man, I've been coming here for three years and this tree hasn't produced in three years. Year one, I did, I saw nothing, but I said nothing. Year two, I saw nothing. I said nothing. But now it's year three and it's still not producing. Forget it, cut it down. And the, the vine dresser said, sir, hold on for a minute. Let me work on it. Give me one year. Let me dig around it and let me fertilize it. And then if it then it produces fruit, great. But if not, after that, go ahead and cut it down. So what does this mean for you today? On this Friday morning, as I seek to close out the week strong, head into the weekend strong, I have three things to share with you. And I want you to open up your heart now to receive these three things. You ready? <laughs> Here's number one. Let me set the stage. Um, 
a little over a week ago, I said, let me give you the context for this parable. We've been looking at verses six through nine. Let me read for you verses one through five. And so in verses one through five, Jesus said, okay, because there were people there that were coming to Jesus and talking about, well, did you hear about the people that were killed in the temple? <laughs> and their blood was mixed with the blood of the sacrifices, the animals of the sacrifices. Jesus was like, what, what are you trying to say? Are you trying to say that you're better than them? You're, you're trying to point fingers at them? It's like, that's kind of strange uh, because, yeah, when you point your fingers, I mean, you're trying to say that you're good, that you're better than them. Or what about those other people? You know, the people that died when the Tower of Siloam fell on them? You thought that there was sin in their life or something or that it fell on them because they did something wrong? Listen, Jesus said, you need to stop worrying about other people's lives. You need to check your own heart. He says, unless you repent. He says this at the end of uh, verse five, he says, unless you repent, you will all eternally perish just like they did. And then he went on to to teach this parable in verses six through nine. But he was saying that stop looking at the lives of other people acting like you're better than them. You need to repent. And the word repent means to change your mind, to change. It's not to change. Like it's not a hundred uh, or people say a 360 degree change. No, it's a 180 degree change. It's the, I'm going to, I have to turn and go a different direction. Jesus was saying, you need to stop thinking the way that you're thinking, and you need to go in a different direction. And then he taught the parable about this fig tree and how the fig tree is not producing and how the fig tree needs to repent as well, needs to change in order to produce fruit. I like to focus in on the last part of the parable today, where the vine dresser says, hey, Mr. Owner, I know you say cut it down. Hold on, hold on. Let me work on it. Give me one more year. Let me dig. I'm going to do two things. I'm going to dig around it and I'm going to fertilize it. I'm going to break up the ground and I'm going to add some stuff to it. That may be some stinky stuff, but it may be something that it needs. I'm going to do two things. I'm going to dig around it and I'm going to fertilize it. So that's setting the stage. So let's talk about those two things the digging around it, and the fertilizing. You got it? All right, so number two and three, we'll deal with those two things. Here's number two. When God wants you to change, he will lead you to break up some things in your life. Put in the chat, sometimes I have to break up some things in my life. Sometimes, let's be honest, sometimes the status quo is just not working, right? So the owner said, listen, this thing is not working. I came, it didn't produce. I came, it didn't produce. I came, it didn't produce cut it down. Put in the chat. Sometimes the status quo is not working. Sometimes, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and over again and expecting a different result. It's not going to happen. Sometimes the status quo is just not working. If you want something you've never had, sometimes you got to do something you've never done. And so, so no, God sometimes has to break up some things in your life. When we come to, at the end of a message, I'm preaching on whatever. I could be preaching on money. I could be preaching on forgiveness. I could be preaching on love. I could be preaching on marriage. I could be preaching on, I don't know, pick a topic, faith, grace, faith, whatever. At the end of the message, if God, if the Holy Spirit just spoke through me and I say, okay, if this message touched your heart, run up here, let's pray. And people just, they come. Why? Because sometimes you got to break up some things. Sometimes you got to make some changes. Sometimes people are convicted 
when they hear the word of God, they go, man, I am not doing that. And the owner was like, this guy is not producing figs. And so we got to cut it down. And the vine dresser says, no, no, hold on, hold on. I know what to do. I know what to do. Let me let me do two. I'm going to dig around it. I'm going to fertilize it. Let's talk about digging around it first. I know what to do. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to break up the soil that's around this tree. I'm going to break up the fallow ground. I'm going to shake some things up in the foundation. Come on now. I, I'm, I'm going to agitate. Listen. This involves agitating. This involves breaking some things up. The soil was the source of the nutrients of the tree. And while the obviously the vineyard was producing, the owner was fine with everything else. It's just the soil around this tree. And sometimes you're in a place where everybody else is prospering, but you're not because the things that are immediately connected to you are not productive. And so sometimes God has to break up some things in your life. You have to check the sources that you have. And some of those things need to be broken up. There was nothing wrong with the vineyard. There was nothing wrong with the extended soil, but the soil immediately around the tree needed to be broken up. Jesus said, let me dig around this tree. What does this mean? How do, how do I apply this to my life and to your life. You ready? Here's some things. Put this in the chat. I have to consider and I have to change. I have to consider where I am. Is this working? Sometimes it's not working. Let's be honest. And if something is not working in your marriage, something is not working in a relationship, something is not working in your business. Sometimes you can't just keep doing the same thing. Sometimes you got to consider, okay, what are we doing here? Like, let's make sure we understand everything that we're doing. And what about this is not working? I got to consider and sometimes I got to make some changes. Sometimes God has to break some things up because where you're at, you're stagnant. Where you're at, it's not working. Like your your walk with God is not working. Your your marriage is not working. Your, your relationships are not working. Your business, your career, your stagnant is not working. And God says, hold on, this is what we're going to do. We're going to break up some stuff. We It, it considers, it's going to cause you to stop, to take a look on the inside. Stop looking at other people introspection is what's required. You got to look at what am I doing? How do we get here? Where are we at? What am I thinking? What input? What am I listening to? Who am I listening to? All of those things you got to consider. And then you might have to make some changes. You might need to change what you listen to, what input you're getting, because remember, you got to protect your eye gate and your ear gate. You might have to consider your circle of influence. Who, who, who are the people that you have around you? right? And what are they saying? You, you may have to make some changes. You got to consider and change. Another thing you might have to do is challenge your foundation. Put in the chat, I will challenge my foundation. Sometimes when things are not working, you got to figure out, well, how do we get here? Well, we establish a foundation. Well, maybe the foundation that we had to get us to this point is not what was required to get us to the next level. Maybe I need to go back and take a look at some things because maybe, maybe I have some things, some deep rooted beliefs that are limiting me. Maybe I have some deep-rooted beliefs that, that, that are keeping me from producing on the next level. Maybe I have to go back. If the, if the Bible is teaching something or the Holy Spirit is teaching me something that is contrary to, to what I'm believing and I'm fighting against it, and I know that my heart is resisting it, is because I, I'm holding on to something that's actually fighting against my progress. And sometimes I have to check my foundation and let that thing go. Another thing I have to do is embrace discomfort. Put in the chat. I will get comfortable with the uncomfortable. For me to be the man that, or the woman that God has called me to be, I cannot get comfortable because, listen, 
we all like comfort, right? I mean, we all like the status quo. We all like when everything is working and everything is like, dun, da, da. man, nobody wants to change. But God says, for me to take you to the next level, this guy, this tree was maybe comfortable not producing. And the owner said, well, cut it down there. Fine. Like, you know, this is not working. He, he may think it's working for him, but it's not working for me. And I'm the owner. Cut it down. The vine dresser says, no, no, no. Hold on. I know. I know. I know. I know, God, if there's ever a problem between you, you and God, God is not the problem. You're the problem. I got it. Let me work on him. You're not the problem, God. He's the problem. Let me work on him. And I'm going to try to get him to embrace discomfort. I'm going to break some things up. I'm going to shake some things up. And, and, and I'm going to push him out of his comfort zone. For you to be the man or the woman that God has called you to be, you might have to embrace or, or, or deal with some uncomfortable situations. And watch this, maybe even some uncomfortable truths about yourself. Stop lying to yourself. The vine dresser had to go to the tree and be like, man, I have to do this because you're not producing. No, I'm good. No, stop lying to yourself. Sometimes you have to deal with an uncomfortable truth and maybe you're not doing as well as you think you're doing because you lied to yourself. And now you're convinced, you have convinced yourself that you're good in areas where the Holy Spirit is saying you're not. And in order for you to move forward, you are going to have to deal with that uncomfortable truth. And then you have to let go in order to lay hold. I cannot, the, the, the tree could not say, okay, I'm ready for, for the next. If it didn't release the now, put in the chat, I will release the now in order to lay hold of the next. Some people get so caught up in the now that they won't let go of the now so that they could get the next. I'm trying to give you the next, but you won't take the next because you're holding on to the now. The tree was saying, I don't want to produce. I don't want to produce. I don't want to produce. That's the now. And the vine dresser was saying, I have an image of you with many, much fruit. But in order for you to get to that next, you got to release the now and I got to break up some things in your life. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will come to break up and shake up and reorganize and, and, and cause us to repent, to change what we're doing in order to get to where God wants us to be. You got to be open to change. God will dig around you and break it up. Say amen to that. Put in the chat, I am open to change. All right, number three. Last point for today. When God wants you to change, he will lead you to add some things to your life. So not only did he say, I'm going to break up some stuff, but I need to put some stuff on them. I need to add some things. Now, these things are designed to produce results, but sometimes these things are unpleasant, right? Jesus said, he says, after I break up the ground, I'm going to fertilize it. Now, after I break up the ground, I want this thing to produce figs, so I'm going to have to fertilize it. In Jesus's day, they didn't have Home Depot. They didn't have Lowe's. There was no synthetic fertilizer. So the fertilizer that Jesus is talking about is natural fertilizer, which is dung, which is animal waste, right? So he was saying, I'm going to put fertilizer, animal waste around it after I break up the ground around this tree so that it can thrive so that things can turn around, so that it can actually produce. I have an image of it producing, but I need to break up the ground and then I put, need to put natural fertilizer around it. And you know that that stuff stinks. I got to put some stinky stuff on that. Dung adds organic matter to the soil. So natural fertilizer, what does it do? A few things. It adds organic matter. I looked this up this morning. Organic matter to the soil. 
which improves the soil structure. It increases the soil's ability to hold water and it adds nutrients to the soil for so it will be able to retain the nutrients for a longer period of time. Uh, natural fertilizer, dung, waste, poop, it stimulates the microbial activity in the soil and it also helps the soil to break down organic matter so that it can release nutrients into the tree, right? It, it also contains uh, adequate level of micronutrients such as calcium and magnesium and zinc, sulfur and copper. All of these things are important for the plant to grow or the tree to grow. And it's also, in comparison to synthetic fertilizer, less likely to cause the, the plant or the tree to be overfed. So it's only going to release what it needs to release in order for the tree to grow. So the problem with this type of fertilizer, all of those things are great. I'll highlight two problems and then we'll get into the points. Number one, nobody wants to touch it. Nobody wants to handle it because it's poop, right? It's, it's waste. And then number two, it smells terrible. Now, for me, I don't have that, that, that big of a, a natural sense of smell. Like my nose, I don't have a big sense of smell. So it, it bothers me, but it's not going to bother me on the level that other people. There are some people that are very sensitive to smell and they can't be around this stuff. And so, so listen, this thing, although all of those great things are in it, nobody wants to touch it and nobody wants to smell it, but it's good for you. So what does this mean? Okay, here's some things that you're going to have to consider as we close. For you to be the man of, uh, the, or the woman that God has called you to be, you got to embrace some necessary additions. So in, 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 in addition to breaking up the fallow ground, Jesus said, I'm going to add some stuff to the soil of this tree that's going to make it better. Now, it may be unpleasant, but it's going to make it better, right? It, it, may, it may cause the tree to have to consider practices and disciplines and things that it doesn't want. I mean, these are uncomfortable truths about itself. Hey, this is not working, but I'm, I'm going to have to add some things. I'm going to have to add some things to you to, to understand. I'm going to have to add the word of God as an example. The word of God, like a fertilizer, the word of God has stuff in it that's great, but it has stuff in it that you may not like. The word of God is going to challenge your conduct and your character. The word of God is going to expose things to you that you may not like. And, and it, it doesn't make any sense for you to get mad at the word of God. The word of God is just a reflection of truth. James said that, that you got to be a doer of the word of God and not a hearer only, because if you're a hearer and not a doer, you're like a man that, that walks over to the mirror and, and then has a meeting with the mirror and then walks away and forgets what manner of man he was. Let me explain what James was saying. He was saying that, listen, all of us, thankfully, when, whenever we go out into the public, we don't go out into the public, even me, like I don't stand in front of this camera until I have a meeting with the mirror in the morning. And, and when you go have your meeting with the mirror in the morning, the mirror is a reflection of truth. And when you look in the mirror, you may not like what you see in the morning, right? You'd be like, oh, hey, ooh. And then so if you don't like what you see, what do you do? You don't get mad at the mirror. You start to make some changes. And so if you go, whoa, that's, I don't like the way this looks. You, you okay, I don't like the way that, I don't like the way this looks. I don't like the way, I don't, okay. And then what do you do? You adjust until you like what you see. James said, if you walk over to the word of God and the word of God is a reflection of truth. And if you walk over to the word of God and the word of God is reflecting truth to you and you don't like what you see, right? 
but then you don't do anything about it. You are a hearer of the word, but not a doer. You you had a meeting with the mirror and you didn't make any changes and you walk away and you are like somebody that walks away and forgets what manner of man he was. You're walking away and it's like you forgot how jacked up you were when the truth of the word of God told you how jacked up you were. And the problem is that when you walk away from the mirror without making any changes, you're not fooling anybody but yourself. Everybody else can see you. You're the one that's not seeing you. And so the word of God has to be added to your life so that you can change. The word of God is a reflection of God's truth. Like this fertilizer, it may be unpleasant. You may not like it. You may not like what the word of God is telling you about you, but you have to embrace it in order to change. Jesus said, I'm going to break up some stuff and then I'm going to add some stuff. And that fertilizer is like adding the word of God. You have to value the unpleasant. You have to, you have to embrace correction. You have to embrace the fact that there's some things about your life in order for you to get to where you want to go. You have to be honest with yourself about where you are. You have to be honest with yourself about where your marriage is or your relationship is or what's going on with this or what's going on with that. Where am I in my career? Where am I in my school? Where am I with my finances? Listen, unless you embrace it, where am I in my business? Unless you embrace it, sometimes uncomfortable truths. You can't just gloss over it and walk away and forget about it. Ooh, it still is. The, the Lord is good. Hallelujah. Listen, you're not going to grow that way. Sometimes you have to embrace the uncomfortable reality of this is where we are right now. Now, this is not where God has called us to be, but I have to embrace the fact that this is where we are. And, and so there's some changes that we have to do. There's some things that we need to stop. There's some things that we need to start. There's some things in order for us to get to where we're going. We, what does the word of God have to say? And then we need to go do it. We need to apply the word of God to our lives. We have to be open to change. You cannot grow without changing and you cannot change without changing. And a change is not a change until you change. You have to receive it. You got to be open to it. Put in the chat. I am open to change. Put in the chat. I'm open to correct some things. I'm open uh, uh, the word of God is good for rebu rebuke, for reproof, for correction in righteousness, that the man of God, the woman of God may be thoroughly furnished to all good works. You need to want somebody to correct you. You need to want the word of God to tell you what where you're wrong so that you can make some changes. Jesus said, I'm going to break some things up. I'm not going to let this tree, this tree can't produce unless I break some things up. And then I'm going to have to add some things that it may not like. It, it may be uncomfortable. It may be unpleasant, but in order for you to grow, you got to embrace it. You got to embrace two things as I close, conviction and correction. Say it. I embrace conviction and and correction. I embrace the conviction of the Holy Spirit when he comes to tell me, listen, son, this is not who you are. I'm not, I'm not here to, to highlight all your sin. I'm here to, to convict you of your righteousness. Come on, son, you're better than that. Come on, daughter, you're better than that. This is not who you are. You are a man of God. You're a woman of God. Let me give you an image of who you are. Let me, let me give you an image of this tree full of fruit, full of figs. I need to get, give you a, a conviction in who you are in righteousness and then correction. There's some things that need to be corrected and you got to be open to that correction so that you could be the man of God, the woman of God that God has called you to be. Say amen to that. That's how you seek fruitfulness. That's how you become fruitful in the kingdom. You cannot just stay where you are. You cannot be hard-headed or stiff-necked. You, you, you cannot be rebellious towards God. I am not going to, I'm going to stay right here. I'm not going to produce. Fine. There will come a day where God says, cut it down. If you want to be the man or the woman that God called you to be, you got to be humble. You got to be uh, pliable in God's hands. You got to be submitted unto him. You got to be open. God, show me where I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, I will change. That's the kind of heart that God is looking for. And that's the kind of heart that we need. Say amen to that. 
Hallelujah. You see, there's a lot in these parables. This little parable, verses six through nine, and we've learned so much from it. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I welcome your work in my life. Sometimes it's uncomfortable, but I'm open to it. I want you to dig around me, Father. I want you to break up the fallow ground. I want you to challenge my foundation. I want you to help me to scrutinize my ways. I will check my relationships. I will check my inputs. I will check everything. Because in order for me to grow, I know I may need to change. I may need to shift. So I accept your divine fertilizer through the word of God. When it challenges me, my conduct and my character, I'm determined to bear fruit. I'm determined to reflect your love. I'm determined to impact those around me. Every season of change requires me to change. So I'm ready to do just that. Your word produces change in me. Your word produces fruit from me. And this is how you and I are going to change the world. Now, living with this mindset, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Monday, I'm going to have another one. I don't know if it'll be from this parable or not, but please apply it and prosper. Listen, if you're not getting my notes, go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. You get my notes for free. Click there. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. I want you to do me a favor. It's Friday. So on Fridays, we're going to close out the week strong, head into the weekend strong. If you're not a partner with our ministry and you want to be, you want to support what we're doing in the Dominican Republic, go to ripministries.org, make a donation. All the donations are tax deductible in the United States. If you don't have our books, why not? It's going to be a blessing to you, right? Go to rickpina.co and check that out. And then on our Patreon, on our coaching platform, I'm organizing a bunch. I'm so excited about the content that we have there. We have about 500 videos right now of all of this stuff that God has given me in all these different areas. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pena. Do me a favor, two things. If this message was a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat. And then number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing weekend. I'll see you on Monday morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.